Well, hello and welcome to this edition of Sean and Dee's Good Tape. Episode 5 means a special episode today, as we have, Dennis, for the first time, a guest. Hello, Bungo, and we do have a guest. Uh, uh, this is going to be a fun episode, so I'm, I'm excited for people to hear this. But before we get to that, really quick, we did have one song that we wanted to do with, with just you and I, and that is um, a song in tribute to the passing of Charlie Daniels this week. We had to take a second to talk about The Devil Went Down to Georgia. This song, we had so much fun with this song. I mean, listening to it in the car or wherever we were. I mean, it's it's catchy as hell. I, I don't dig the dude's politics, but he was a, a, an incredible uh, songwriter, well, an artist. It's interesting, though, because we were never happy if we were listening to the radio and you listened to it too early because you would hear, I done told you once, you son of a gun. And of yeah. course, when you're 16 or 17 years old hearing this, you want to hear, I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best there's ever been. I told you, mom, he swears sometimes. <laughs> just uh, just occasionally. And I She and was I, disappointed that you said shit on the last show and I told her that, that there was other words that maybe got edited out. <laughs> I edited them out. <laughs> <laughs> I might have dropped a, but, uh, an f bomb at one point. Yeah. yeah. So so and and as a show hashtag Sean needs Sammy. Uh, uh, Sammy Hager on social media this week posted a tribute to him. He he played with him several times. Uh, he, he said I had the honor of spending a day talking and playing music together at his home outside Nashville for a rock and roll road trip. Charlie Daniels was the real deal. A great musician, singer songwriter, and outlaw, legend, innovator, and a good person. Rest in peace. Yeah, that was a cool episode of the of the show on Access when uh, when they did that and played together. I actually don't remember what song they played together. It wasn't Devil Went Down to Georgia. I know that, but uh, I saw it when I googled that. Shit, yeah, but I don't um, but uh, but I actually saw Charlie Daniels Band in concert in 2011 when I was working in local radio on the Fourth uh, of July. They always had a big fireworks spectacular. They didn't get to have it this year, obviously, but called Red White and Boom, and they had a couple of concerts leading up to the fireworks show. And the Charlie Daniels Band played on the third of July, and uh, to get to go for free i worked the beer tent for the radio station for the opening act and then got to stay and watch uh, charlie daniels play and that was getting to the point where he still played really really good music but his band jammed out a lot so he could take a break yeah you know, i mean the man was 80, the man what was he 85 83 83 i think yeah, when he I, died so he was in his you know mid 70s when i saw him in concert so uh so uh but still could play that fiddle like nobody else and uh the, the it was a fun concert song on the fiddle and playing the top yeah that's right so anyway, um, I'm going to play a new theme song now. I've got a got a one time only theme song just for you, D. And then we'll, then we'll introduce our guest on the other side of it. You ready for this? Let's do it. Are you sure? All right. Hold on a second. Let me make sure I got it all pulled up right. Here we go. There are places I Bastard. We were saving that song for the next time our guest comes up. Oh man! And the other night, the other night we're sitting here having this big, uh, this big text debate over uh, if I can use that song or not. And you said absolutely no Beatles songs, and I was like, uh huh. 
Yeah, I'll show you. I, I run the controls in this in this uh, operation here. And I thought, how can I actually then play the song? We don't have to talk about it. I just want to play it. And I thought, you know what? Somebody covered that song. And that was a punk cover of it, which I thought was actually really pretty fun. No, was, I love it. Yeah, you it know was, how, it my love for stuff. me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Yeah, so that was not me first in the Gimme Gimme's. That was just some random guy who made a punk cover of it and played every instrument on it. It was actually kind of cool. Oh, badass. How'd yeah, you get it? I Off YouTube. So, okay. so yeah, so, anyhow, we can't play that's copy- a great we, way to introduce we, our guests. We, we can't cut, co- we play, can't play copyrighted music on here. So that's why I found something that obviously wouldn't be copyrighted, but yes. And we will save this actual talking about that song until an upcoming Beatles episode. But, uh, but anyway, yes, go ahead. Introduce our guest. Uh, Sean and listeners, <laughs> he's been mentioned several times on this, on this show. It's the one and only Richie Seymour. Hey guys, it's great to be here. I'm super excited to be your first guest. Um, I think I think you, I was really worried. Oh, go ahead. I think you messed up though. You should have introduced him as Homer's son because we've actually talked about Homer. More than <laughs> That's talked right. About That's him. right. Well, so I was just going to say I was really worried that you were actually going to have him on before me, and then it was going to get awkward. But you know, this works out perfectly. And you know, since we're doing the uh, the '90s uh, gangster rap uh, episode, I, it's really perfect for me to be on. That's, that's kind of my wheelhouse. As a matter of fact, we're doing all gangster gangster rap from the '90s, covering Metallica. I believe is what we're looking at today. And Kid Rock. And Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny stuff. Just the early Kid Rock, though. So the way yeah, we yeah. set this up today is we each picked three songs. Devil went down to Georgia was a bonus song. Um, so we've got nine songs to go through. Correct, D. That is correct, Sean. Okay. Uh, if I may, real quick, backtrack to Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah. You guys just totally omitted, I, listening to it after after you know the news yesterday, I had never caught on the fact of how much cheating was going on during the uh, fiddle duel. I mean, the devil jumps up and, and just conjures an entire band to cover his bad fiddling. On a hickory stuff, and then, nonetheless. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And then Johnny ends up using vocals to cover his fiddling. So, like, neither one of them really won. I, I, I think it was the best to draw. Hmm. I think I brought up the fact that he was sawing on the fiddle and playing it hot. <laughs> Before the song. Oh, Not actually in the song. Fair enough. Did you know that Johnny Cash actually made a song called The Devil Came Back to Georgia? Was that Johnny Cash? It was. He was part of it. There was actually a like an all star group that did it. But yes, Johnny Cash sang the song, and I don't know. I don't remember who exactly played the uh, the instruments in it. But it wasn't I, very good, to be quite honest. Yeah, I actually meant to look that up. I remember we were excited about it coming out, and then it was like. Yeah, are you playing video games? No, no, I was. You know, I had the logo up on the TV, and it just isn't working. So I was just like, "Fuck it, that's annoying me." Okay. That, so. All right, makes sense. Makes sense. So should we start? No. Okay. Yes. All right. Dennis, would you like to introduce song number one? Actually, I'm going to let Mr. Seymour do that since it's his pick. Go for it. So so the uh, the prompt for this week was just songs that we remembered uh, driving around to uh, often. And uh, especially as we got to senior year, I think this was kind of one of the quintessential uh, anthems that we listened to the entire year. It was uh, Santa Monica by Everclear off their Sparkle and Fade album. Great album. Oh, one of my desert island ones yeah absolutely it i i feel like my memory of senior year was sparkling fade uh jagged little pill and then we were still listening to uh, uh nirvana unplugged like I, th- I think those were kind of 
just the music that's that's the place that we were at in our lives back then oh yeah and uh and and santa monica was just a fun song to rock out to which is funny that you say that that a fun song because you know we each week everybody will kind of pitch in to find information about said song and richie i'll let you talk about what the song's about but when you when you um really dive into what this song's about it's it's far from fun actually yeah, so the uh, the lead singer wrote the song, um, and and really, the gist of the song is him getting back to kind of his safe haven, his his place that he can go and and kind of be happy, which is Santa Monica where he grew up. But his uh, girlfriend, when he was very young, actually committed suicide jumping off the Santa Monica pier, and later on he actually also jumped uh, tr- trying to recreate it. So. Underneath the song "Watching the World Die," there there is a, a bit of a darker image, a dark darker tone, which is kind of going to carry through the rest of the uh, episode, I think. Yeah, a little bit, it, yeah. And and you bring that up; it's funny because you know, like this song, when you're singing it as as a 17, 18 year old, mm-hmm. uh, I think Richie, you're a little older than Sean and I. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh! But uh, uh, it's funny. you were born you a whole year before that, us. That uh, that this song has got that dark meaning. It's just so fun and, and upbeat almost and then all of a sudden you're like well shit yeah i i just didn't ever place it i mean you knew it was about like a, a breakup and you know he's he's a little bit depressed and stuff but but it yeah it just never struck me as it had anything to do with suicide whatsoever like that, that like the whole part the with my big black boots and the old suitcase like that just so much fun to sing yeah and then looking at it you know god damn that's that's some heavy shit actually yeah yeah. So good song though. I still like it. I still, you know, uh, the other songs off this album, and I'm sure we'll talk about them at some point that really stick out to me. The other one is Summerland, which we listened to a lot that yeah. summer um, or that year that that album came out. And then Heartspark Dollar Sign was also a, a really popular song. And there was another one that I'm trying to think of what it was. That, that the was last also... track on the song, uh, uh, was My it? Sexual Life. Yes, that's oh, right. Oh, and uh, Heroin, Heroin Girl. Girl. Yep. Yeah. The whole fucking album is good. Um, it's really good. Uh, I, I did want to point out, though, with even though it doesn't seem like it has a dark side, um, apparently Clear Channel recommended stations not played after 9-11. Was it just and, because and the of only, the Watch the World Die line? That's the only reason I could think of. Yeah, there were some fucked up songs on that list. That would be that would be a fun thing to tackle at some point, you know, when we, when we run out of shit to do. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I mean... I, I, I love the fact they said, and everything by Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Donald Trump? Pre, pre the Donald. Wow. I mean, I kind of get it when you're talking about anger and stuff. Yeah. Rage, rage kind of fits that bill a little bit. So, well, the next song, not, not much more uplifting than that song. So Dennis, it's yours. Go for it. Again, not uplifting, but an upbeat take on on an unuplifting, you know, subject. This is my Pearl Jam submission for the week. uh, Last Kiss. Uh, The, the reason I picked this was I remember when it came out, you know, we were all working at Hamilton's Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, God, that song was huge. And, and I remember one time. 98, 1998, I want to guess. Oh, no. Where was it? Yes, 98. Yeah, what, what, uh, that must have been the summer you were back, Richie. God damn. Yeah. Because yeah. Richie yeah, and I yeah, was Richie and I went to Front Row in Jacksonville and bought the single. I remember that. Yeah, and The Soldier of Love uh, on the B side is amazing, too. And it got on the Amazon playlist I sent you, Richie. But, uh, but I just remember like my reaction to this song, Richie, and you were just like 
like, oh my God, his girlfriend just died. And he would just like, <laughs> do you hear that? That's the, re- that's the reason I picked that Pearl Jam song was because your reaction to it. it. It is easily the most emotional I've ever seen D in, in 30 years at this point. <laughs> uh, so, so they said, but you never this, heard the original uh, version of the song D before you, did you, did you never hear the original version of the song before oh, the no, Pearl Jam? No. Okay. Cause the original version sounds really like upbeat and almost poppy for its time. Well, I mean, even this version, this version sounds like an early Beatles song. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, it's, I want to hold your hand with, you know, the girlfriend dying. With a car <laughs> crash and death. <laughs> car crash. It's a, uh, so the, the, the notes I put, put, uh, uh, the Eddie Vedder found the, the record of a song in the Fremont and Tate mall in Seattle, Washington. He convinced the rest of the band to try out the song and was formed a few times in the, the 98 tour. Uh, they put it out as a, a Christmas single and then put it on that, that uh, Kosovo. Uh, where is that name? It was on that, that there was like that uh, relief, that benefit album for Kosovo. And then it ended up on Lost Dogs and the B-sides. Uh, but it was actually their biggest hit in the States, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I got to number uh, six, number two something but yeah but like on the normal billboard chart like they were up on the rock chart but this was their biggest hit wow yeah it says it it says it peaked at number four on the top 40 mainstream chart and reached number five on the billboard mainstream rock tracks and number two on the billboard modern rock tracks chart wow that's crazy i would have never thought that that would be their biggest mainstream hit that they ever had where where can my baby be Anyway, apparently it still gets to him <laughs> all these years later. He has to deal with this shit every week, Richie. Yeah. You, you. yeah, I know. I know. I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. So next song, unless you have more to cry about with that one, Dennis. Uh, no, but I did want to bring up the when we saw them in 2014, this was the song that they turned around and played to the, the people that were sitting back behind them. Yes. You remember that? Yes. And Matt Cameron had just like the solo little was, drum thing. It was nice for the people behind, but for those of us who actually paid money to be in front of the stage, it was a disappointment. Yeah, but the YouTube video, it's all right there. I know. I don't care. I was just kidding. Um, Anyway, next song is Violet Femmes, and it's Add It Up, which is uh, uh, an older song, kind of a little bit older than songs that we we generally um, uh, go for with this. And and I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what this song's about other than the fact that when you drive around in a car with your group of friends, it's really fun to all sing together. Well, I mean, going back to the uh, the I told you once, you son of a bitch theme. Anytime that uh, a song's making liberal use of the F word. Oh, yeah. 16, 17 year olds are going to love it. Well, it's not even just just the F word. What word is that? (laughs) Uh, I I, I don't remember. I I don't want to get into copyright uh, issues. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to disappoint your mother. Sorry, mom. Even if you want to disappoint your mom each week, we don't want to do that. So listening to this song, I feel like the entire theme is is uh, like just a, a very sexually frustrated person. Like yeah. that—that's what the the how the, how these songs strikes me. Um, but then, it's he like gets those, a, then he gets a gun, though. That's the scary part of it. He's sexually frustrated, yeah. and then he goes out and gets a gun. Hmm. Yeah, not good. It, it 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 reminds me of those uh those fuckers online uh the the ones that. They got some weird name on it, and they're part of this whole radical, uh, you know, people living in their basements fucking with people uh, thing. Trolls, you know, because, huh? Trolls. 
well trolls but but it's like there's like the the ones that can't get you know like they have trouble with women so this is what they do they mess with people and like this seems that when i listen to the song it makes me think of those kind of people like uh like i'm so shy and introverted that i can't get a girl to get notice me and and this is how frustrated i am and somebody picked up a guitar and put it down but this was in 1983 when the song was you know released yeah it's yeah, that's that's what it makes me think of is is people like that. Whatever it's about, though, it's still fun to sing. I mean, it's still okay. fun to sing. I was listening to it on my way in today because I was reviewing the the tracks and all that stuff, and I was like, this is still a fun song to listen to. Oh, definitely, and and like I I was in high school before I'd ever heard it. Oh, me too. So it, it was yeah. yeah. When Dennis put it on the good tape that we listened to it on, that was the first time I'd ever heard the song. I was not familiar with the Violent Femmes until you started putting them on those tapes. Uh, my stepsister had a friend who had turned her onto it and she had given me a copy of the cassette and the whole album's good, you know, like blister in the sun. Sure. Kiss off. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll probably talk about a couple of those maybe down the road, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's just, it's so the crazy thing about this first Violet Femmes album turning back to music uh, is, is it's an, they never appeared on the two top 200 albums chart ever. But this album has sold over a million copies. That's a rarity, no doubt about it. Yeah. Is it just because of its uh, sustained, like people would find it over different periods of time and it never sold a lot at one time? Like we did, you know, yeah. 12 years after it was released, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did notice that the audio quality is better now than it used to be because I remember I used to like, you know, back in the early 2000s when you could illegally download music off of like Napster or something like that. Anytime you'd ever find this song on something, the audio quality was terrible. When I was listening to it on uh, the Spotify soundtrack today, I was like, wow, that that sounds a lot better than it used to. So I think it's been remastered. Oh, I'm sure they're still making money off that, that yeah. first album. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I personally only know the only other record I know by them is uh, is their that added up compilation CD that they had, uh, but they are an incredible live band. Have you seen them? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I saw them at one of the Q one hundred and one uh, jamborees. Christmas shows. Yeah, no, it was a it was a Christmas show my sister and I went to, and it had a great lineup. It had Weezer and Stabbing Westward, and Fiona Apple and Cheryl Crow. Uh, I think Erasure was the headliner, so we didn't stay for them. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell you an erasure song, you know, to save my life, uh, but it was a great show. Yeah. It sounds good. No summer sanitarium, but good. Nonetheless. Yeah. That was a July 3rd show too. Wasn't it? Was, it? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. You brought up that thing about Charlie Daniels. But. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, next song is yours, Dennis. It's a, it's another downer. It's a, Hey man, nice shot by filter. Uh, I had Santa Monica on my list, actually, Richie, and you stole it from me, but this was one of those bonus ones that you had on it. So I was like, fuck yeah, let's do that. A song. very misunderstood song. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's it's its release, the timing of its release made it seem like it was about, you know, Kurt Cobain, obviously. Uh, but I think it was just more about, you know, a kid seeing a fucked up thing on TV and reacting to it. And, and, and yeah, it's a dark song, but Jesus Christ, it, it is fun to sing too. Yeah. It's a good, it's, it's, it a, it's a good song. 
I, I, I find it very amazing how much the theme of the song does, though, fit with the Cobain narrative. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. right down to the is it better to, to burn out or fade away kind of motif that's going on in the song. Yeah. And with the daughter thing we talked about last week, the Pearl Jam thing. Uh, and and, and I, when I was looking this shit up uh, yesterday, uh, uh, Richard Patrick, who's actually the brother of the guy who played the uh, the the crazy Terminator in, in Judgment Day, not the Arnold one. I can't remember. Talking like about the one out. that more that always morphed into the cop, the cop guy. Yes. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he also was in Nine Inch Nails prior to being in Filter. Uh, but, oh, uh, interesting. But 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 I I uh, uh, Richard Patrick, I got it right here. That's his name. Uh, but he said he had had a conversation with Dave Grohl like a year after the song came out. You know, because you know he found out Dave Grohl was frustrated that you know somebody wrote a song like this, and he'd heard it was about Kurt, and he was like, no, this is. This is about the public suicide of the Pennsylvania State Treasurer, Arbud Dwyer, in 1987, and 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 Patrick had, Richard Patrick had said, you know, like, like he watched that on TV, like he saw that shit happen, and he fucked him up for years, and and this is kind of like like what he wrote about it, and and of course these, and, and we've talked about this before with this t- style of music, this sort of grunge alternative stuff, how. Uh, how dark and deeper it is than you know the motley crews and the poisons and and the nickelbacks uh of, of the world are so yeah it, it, I, I mean the timing of the song was horrible but yeah jesus it's a fun song to sing it's interesting that you bring up nickelback again it's nickel d i, I did that for richie's benefit i appreciate it yeah. um I, I i like this is one of those places where modern day i don't think that same kind of reaction would happen because nowadays with the internet and everything else if this song comes out three months after kurt cobain dies immediately someone's going to ask him in the press the story's going to be out there and and it, it would get squashed so quickly that that you know we would just move right on or nobody would well, believe him one of the two yeah because that's the other thing is everybody's so cynical now that they just wouldn't believe that it wasn't about kurt cobain oh they're not it. cynical mm-hmm. Yeah, there'd be assholes on Twitter and, and mm-hmm. Facebook and, and shit like that, just, you know, with their stupid opinions. And he wrote the song in 91, three years before, you know, the suicide. Uh, but it, it is, it is, it's insane how you can make that correlation between that song and the, but God damn it, it's such a fun song to sing. Yeah. It, it, that that's kind of the theme of all these songs are kind of weird and about topics that we didn't necessarily think they were about, but they are indeed fun to sing. And and listen, people like, like this Dwyer guy was apparently, uh, you know, about to get, you know, pushed out. Uh, like he had done some shitty things and, 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 you know, it was just one of those things where like, I guess he decided this is how he was you know, going out. Uh, but, uh, uh, but it's it's a real serious thing you know but but the song is really fun to sing all right with that let's take the first break that we've ever taken during the uh podcast so we can kind of reset for a second but we'll be back after this brief break yes sir we're gonna flip it to side b sean you forgot about that flipping the good tape to side b all right All right. Very good. All right. We'll be back in just a second here on Sean and D's Good Tape. Side B, Sean. (laughs) 
it's lovely the colours of the Beatles. All right. Anyway, side B. All right, <laughs> Richie, you're up first. <laughs> All right. So yeah, the next song on our list is uh, the Verve Pipe, the Freshman, which actually came out when we were freshmen in in college. Yes. And uh, this is just an incredible song. It is so, um, just kind of sad and, and pulls at you, but but still has a a, a bit of a rock feel. And then I, I think just kind of you know it opens up. Uh, when I was young, I knew everything, and she a punk who rarely ever took advice. I don't think I would say it, but I, I've heard there are one or two people that might uh, consider us that way when we were young. That we knew everything? We, uh, we knew a lot more then than we know now, let's put it that way. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and may have been called a punk once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, the, it was probably worse than punk, actually. Before we, we get in, we were kind of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> going going off that um uh we were, dennis and i were talking on the phone last night this is just this, the, the most terrible story the more i think about it and this is going to come up a little bit in a in a song that we talk about a little bit later about a road trip that the three of us and one of our friends matt took to chicago and yes. uh and uh anyway on the way there there was a there was somebody that we went to school with that Dennis really didn't like very much, and I'm not naming names. If they're listening, they're going to know who we're talking about, but I'm not going to name names because this person turned out to be a very nice person and very easy to get along with when you run into them now. But they went to college in a town that we had to drive by on our way to Chicago, and two of you, you and Matt, wanted to stop and visit for a little while, and Dennis refused to actually go in when we were there to visit. So Dennis and I, I sat asshole. in the parking lot. Asshole. Dennis and I sat in the parking lot because I stayed out there with him, and I, I was neither here nor there one way or the other on staying or going, but we literally sat out in the parking lot, and it was like 30 degrees, and we sat in the car for an hour and a half while you guys visited the friend. Yes, yes, asshole. That's a good, that's a good term for it. Yeah. Sorry, Dennis's mom. So, so this song though is is one of those uh, another deep dark song. I mean, the entire concept of the song is uh, a buddy and his friend end up dating the same girl, kind of back and forth. She gets pregnant, has an abortion, and commits a suicide. Commits suicide, and everything that I just said is absolutely true and happened, except for the committing suicide part. Yes. So, like, Athletic license, yeah. Because the song wasn't shitty enough, we're we're gonna go ahead and just amp it up to uh, twelve and and add in the uh, the dead girlfriend. Because the rest of it was sad in itself. I mean, right. yeah, that that could have been enough. That could have been exactly. Enough. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I I bought this CD. Uh, oh, I, I think I think th with that trip that we took, we this was one of the songs that was played a lot, and I think yep. it was a CD single that somebody had bought. Yep, whether that day or right before it. Well, there's uh, a reason for that, though. The CD single was there was a reason for the CD single instead of buying the album, because if if you recall, the CD version was different than the one they played on the radio and it wasn't as good. So you had to buy the single. And I believe the single had three different versions of the song on there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, so this, so if you only liked that song, which I don't think they ever came out with another song that was necessarily this was popular. third single off this record, Sean. Do you, what, that's what, what I'm talking else? about. I had this. I, I, it, it, the, the other the other two were nothing they never hit it, mm -hmm. this was the one that hit photograph yeah. and cup of tea and for the life of me i cannot remember <laughs> well, those two songs hmm. Thanks. Thanks. photograph so, that sounds kind of familiar 
Go ahead, Richie. Uh, you're thinking the photograph by uh, Nickel D. <laughs> no, I was actually thinking the Def Leppard version. <laughs> no, you weren't. The drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. <laughs> which which definitely will have to be a future song. I, I was thinking about that. Why is, um, every, why is everybody always picking on D? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we're so with we're this, the, the original was actually the acoustic version that was like five years before this song got released. Yeah, it was apparently on like an EP that didn't get much play. Yeah. And then the they actually went back and with later pressings of the, the Villains album, swapped in the good version for the version that had actually been on Villains album when it released. thought that was kind of fascinating. That must have been one of the singles, uh, one on the, the CD single, because I think I have that. You know, yes, sitting in storage in Franklin, but uh, uh, yeah, that album wasn't very good. What when, when I saw when you because you did the notes on this song, Richie, and and I saw that it was uh, uh, the 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 third single, I was like, What the fuck? Like, well, this was the only song I remember. I just played a little bit of photograph in my ear, and I've never heard that song in my entire life. No, no, of course, <laughs> so yeah. the first time I remember hearing this song was uh, do you remember uh, so Jenny McCarthy? had you know was on that uh uh remote control and then oh, she yeah. had her own show on mtv yeah. for a while singled out singled out that's it i'm sorry remote control that was but that was another great she, no show. she was on remote control also was she she okay. was like yeah I, I it was her and chris hard work on singled out that's right yeah. you know that's uh, a show had, that's a show remote control that i'm surprised they've never like remade into something else well it's not the same anymore tv is not the same anymore that's true um I have Netflix that says Unsolved Mysteries is a thing, so apparently TV is still the same. Mm. Just yeah. saying. That show that's was true. creepy. I agree with everybody that's talking about how I remember that show with Robert Stack, and every time I would watch it, it just creeped me out. So I wonder if the new one will do that. Uh, my my uh, neighbor's seventh grade daughter uh, was definitely creeped out by it and could not watch more than the first episode, so I think it's prob- on brand. I think I'd probably be more creeped out by it now than I was then, honestly, so I think I'll pass. Holy shit. Yeah, especially now with the world the way it is. Mm-hmm. There's some of those docs. Okay. Anyhow, my point was I remember hearing this song. Like, I used to have to secretly watch MTV. And I remember hearing this song uh, uh, on the Jenny McCarthy show one night. Like, like, they did some weird performance with her and it was acoustic. I was like, holy shit, that song's great. Like, we were talking about last week, Sean. Like, we, we got songs like three or four you know, months after everybody. Nobody else did. Mm-hmm. Same with Alanis Morissette. Like I, like I missed the beginning of it and missed the end of it because I thought my dad was coming downstairs, and uh, uh, so I didn't get to see who played it. And then four months later, we heard, finally heard it. But same th- with the freshman. It was just like, holy shit, this song is amazing. And now all of a sudden, it's you know dark as shit. And Still and there. then like like even the writing in the song, you know that that line uh, stops a baby's breath and a shoe full of rice, like literally had an abortion and canceled the wedding. Like that's what that line means. It's incredible. And we were idiots. We had, I had no, no idea what that clue. line meant. It, I didn't, no I, fucking clue. I didn't know it, it, it until we, until we got these notes yesterday and I read that line and I'm like, Oh, so that's what that means. <laughs> yes, yeah. Here it is 20 fucking years later. And we're like, yeah. oh. we knew it so, meant so, something deep. The whole song, you could oh. tell it was deep and it like, it like pulled some emotions from you when you listened to it. But I didn't realize it was this. Yeah. It's so, so much. So, it, at one point, I had heard that it was about all of them getting AIDS, which also would kind of fit thematically. Oh, yeah. Everybody it, has AIDS. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Was that Team America? 
No, that was just that was the uh, the Jared from Subway episode of South. No, Park. no, I, 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 that was I have AIDS. I think everyone has AIDS. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS was Team America. Anyhow, fuck, we, we don't need to argue about. Dennis, that. I have an update about your mom, really quick. By the way, she I'm likes she, about my mom. She likes our new Facebook page. I told that, you, that yeah. I just created, and she's liked everything on it. So she's definitely listening. <laughs> she's the anti my parents. She's very supportive. <laughs> she doesn't like me swearing, but fuck it. What, what are we going to do? <laughs> Sorry, D's mom. <laughs> D's mom. <laughs> we, we, we've tried for like 15 years. I'm never going to call her it's by just name. Not oh, fuck you, Richie. All right, let's move on to the next fucking song. <laughs> if you're a show. Uh, this song actually has no meaning whatsoever is what we've come to find out. It's, it's a song that we all really liked when, uh, this was also in the time period of the, uh, ESPN, um, X game stuff that we, uh, haven't, have we talked about that yet? Or is that, or is that not, not yet? It's okay. coming. Uh, we talked about it before the show, but we'll be talking about the ESPN X games, um, uh, CD that came out in the spring of 96. And so did, uh, this song. Cause I remember it was their big hit after Wonderwall going back to Oasis. So we had with don't look back in anger uh, a few episodes ago, this one's champagne supernova. And uh, basically there is really no good purpose that this song was written, but it's a heck of a lot of fun to sing. I just watched on Netflix, speaking of Netflix, uh, they have a documentary and I watched it today uh, called Supersonic. And it's it's like the formation of Oasis. It, this was made like maybe eight or nine years ago, but it's a form after they broke up. But it's a formation of Oasis to their, they had a big show it. And I'm not going to say the name correctly, but it, they played in front of like 250,000 people was it glastonburg or whatever no. like the 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 summer show they have in england every year no no this was just them playing oh. this show and 2.9 million people uh, <laughs> uh what are you fucking laughing at <laughs> i'm reading the, i'm reading the notes on this again about what champagne supernova <laughs> <is. laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous Mom, we will not bring that up. <laughs> we'll read one of the versions. Anyhow, so the song was playing. And and I was actually like getting chills watching uh, a Noel play, you know, sing the song in front of 250,000 people. Like this anthem that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. No, but it, it but it, it's just a, it's so cool. So I, I like the I like the line in here that says that uh, the part about slowly walking down the hall. He couldn't think of anything that rhymed with hall, so he finally came up with cannonball. So I wrote slowly walking down the hall faster than a cannonball, and people were like, "Wow, f man!" Would you say the word for me, Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> and you think I swear a lot? Jesus Christ! Watch that fucking uh, documentary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then he said he said so. Uh, there's also a line while where were you while we were getting high? Because that's what we always said to each other. But the number of people who started clubs called champagne supernova is unbelievable. And the album hadn't even been released yet. So moving on to what champagne supernova means. Um, apparently the term champagne supernova, there's a couple of different terms for it. The first one is a martini glass full of champagne with cocaine on the rim as salt would be on a margarita. It was apparently very popular in the 1980s and nineties. I was not aware. This is urban dictionary. So, Mm -hmm. I just when I put champagne supernova into Google, 
that popped up. Uh, are we going to talk about the second one, or do you want? No, nope, to- we have. No, nope, <laughs> we, we have to talk about the second meaning. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. So <laughs> you're going to say it? Yeah, I'll say it. It's not do that. it. Do it's it. A, it says also another meaning. For I this. said no, mom. <laughs> All right. Well, if Dennis's mom doesn't want it, then uh, we won't listen. We won't say what it means. So I, I feel like she has Google. And anyone can go to Urban Dictionary and find the second meeting for themselves. It's you don't want bad. to talk about it either, Richie? Not really. Especially on an airplane. <laughs> Especially on an airplane. So just go look it up. Just go look it up. That's a, that's a good uh, that's a good teaser for just go look it up on your own, and then you can laugh explosively like I just did. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the lines in here, like the song, is great, even though it's nonsense. Uh, wake up the dawn and ask her why a dreamer dreams she never dies. Wipe that tear away now from your eye. Like, that's great. That's amazing. Well, in the chorus, the chorus itself of someday you will find me caught beneath the landslide in a champagne supernova in the sky. You know, that just, that, that just, it's such a powerful way that it's sung. It's just, it's very well done. I will live and die. The world's still spinning around. We don't know why. Like, oh, God. Why, why? Why, why? And, and, and seriously, you know, once the world shuts down again uh, and you have time, go ahead and watch this documentary because it is it is incredible. It's on, you said Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It's called Supersonic. Uh, the, the relationship between Noel and Liam uh, uh, is unbelievable. And, and, and when this song was created, you know, they talk a lot about that. It's so it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. And, and really, I mean, Champagne Supernova, the other meaning, really describes their relationship, I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, going back to the term explosive again. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking they met probably the champagne and cocaine version. I would well, hope so. I would hope so. <laughs> after you watch the documentary, you will, you will completely believe um, that. But. So, so this morning, as I was uh, getting ready for work, Amanda was asking me, my wife was asking, uh, what songs are oh, on, the, on the list this week? And I uh, said, well, here's the, here's the playlist. And I showed her the playlist. And she was completely baffled why this next song was on the list. And I had to, uh, had to explain the, uh, the reason why. And she thought it was hilarious, basically. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so before we get to the song and the actual reason, when I saw the list with the song on it, because I didn't know it was going to be there, I'm like, oh, great. I'm I'm gonna be catching some shit on this song for some reason, and no, I don't know why. No, this but is... I I just no I it because of the song, it's not in either one of your two repertoires. I assumed that I like beat it into the ground or had a bad weekend with the song, <laughs> and it like like I assumed that it that I was just gonna yeah. catch catch so, a bunch of grief right so now. So let's go so, back to the Chicago trip that I referenced a little bit ago. Go ahead, Dennis. Exactly, and uh, and continuing with the dark theme uh, that we've got going on. Uh, this one's real dark. Our, our friend Matt and us were going up to see, uh, to try to get tickets to the Dallas and uh, Mavericks and Bulls game in Chicago that night. This was the Michael. Happen. This was the Michael Jordan Bulls too, so it's different yeah. than what you would think of. Yeah, not the Elton Brand or anything, but uh, but yeah, and uh, this was one of those songs that was just like, uh, you know, like it just hits you, gave you those feelings. It's a, it's called "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls. <laughs> Just gives you those feelings, huh? Just tell me what you want. What you really, really want? I'll tell you what you I want. wanna. I wanna. I wanna. Zigzag. And something else. I can't remember what it is, but but I don't remember what the fuck it was. But we just somebody like, bought the single. You, 
somebody bought the single. I don't know who yeah, it was. That was, was it probably you? me. Was it you? Okay, it was you or me. Uh, you were well, yeah. Both of you guys. Like, so. but, but we were driving around in um, in Chicago for all day because we went up there the night before. And and it was Richie and Matt in the front. Richie was driving because it was his car. And Dennis, you and I were in the back seat. And we had this thing that was attached to the window called Seymour Butts. And if you pumped the little thing, oh. it, it mooned people. <laughs> <laughs> for some forgot reason. all about that. For I forgot reason. all about yeah. that. So we basically drove around Chicago mooning people with the Seymour Butts thing that was in the window, trying to get reaction. You know how hard it is in Chicago to get reaction from people? I think we finally got one lady to break because we were driving down the interstate next to her, and we kept doing it over and over and over again <laughs> until finally she started cracking up laughing. But otherwise, that was it. So people in Chicago also, don't care. S- s- somewhat amazing that we actually like made it through our 20s, quite frankly. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think Dennis froze. I think he's gone. So we'll see. We'll see if he comes back in a second. But anyway, the point of this story by the Spice Girls is somebody bought the single. Richie, you think it was you? Um, I know it was I know it was either you or Matt, but uh, but let's see. Dennis says his computer crashed, so he'll come back in just a second, and we'll finish telling the story. But anyway, we basically did not get the Bulls tickets that we wanted to get, and if you recall, Reggie, Matt actually noticed the ones we were going to buy at the last second had the tabs ripped off of them, and they didn't have, um, they weren't actual tickets, and we almost paid several hundred dollars a piece for tickets that would have been a ripoff, essentially. So we were kind of bummed out we didn't get to see the Bulls and, and all that stuff, which was the reason we went up there. But on the way back, all three hours, all the way home from Chicago, we sang all these different songs, including Santa Monica, The Freshman, and Wannabe by the Spice Girls was very prominent in the four of us singing songs together on the way back from Chicago. It all eventually ended up with me getting a speeding ticket. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I didn't. You want to tell, tell the story about, about uh, the fact of where you got the speeding ticket in comparison to everywhere else that we were? Yeah, so... Um... We, we, uh, Chicago's about a four hour drive from, from where we're at. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a long drive, straight interstate the whole way. The entire time I'm racing a couple cars at, at very high speeds. And then, no kidding, we crossed the railroad tracks two miles from, from home. And I get pulled over by a cop. Officer Keegan was sitting down in the, uh, the low area in front of Burke Schneider's and, uh, yeah, had no chance to, uh, to hit the brakes. And he, he nailed me. So there was probably triple digit speed, I would say, at some points when you were racing those cars, if I remember right. Well, let's just say the ticket I got was at 96. Was it? I thought it was at 80 something. Man, you were going no. faster than I thought, man. But yeah. by that point, you know, it's like three in the morning and all we want to do is get home. I was glad you were going fast so we could get there <laughs> faster. Good grief. Yeah. So Dennis, um, his computer crashed. So we're waiting for him to uh, to come back onto the call. I'm sure he'll be back on in just a second. But uh, but yeah, the small town that we obviously reference and a lot of people that are listening to us know Franklin and all of that stuff. I, I will say, Richie, it was kind of sad this uh, past week. COVID-19 did uh, have one casualty and that was Burgu. You know, everybody's so used to having the big town festival and stuff. And they did do fireworks and they shot them off out in the middle of the, of the country, but did not get the opportunity to do the annual Burgu festival with the Lions Club. And I wonder if that's the first time in recent, you know, like decades that that hasn't happened. I would almost guess if you go back, they probably had some years that they didn't do fireworks for, for heat, mm-hmm. like uh, for, for dryness. Are you um, talking about Franklin? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember a couple of those. Yeah. 
but yeah, I don't, I can't, Im- I can't imagine that there would have been a time that they didn't do Burgoo yeah. in a long time. Yeah, we were just did talking. They, this they, did, they didn't do it. They couldn't do it because of COVID. So yeah, it's just, we were just, uh, while we were killing time waiting for you to come back, it was just. Uh, COVID, people throwing dead birds and rocks and shit. <laughs> yeah. And much worse than that. I mean, let's face it. Burgoo yeah. is COVID. It's, it's uh, COVID <laughs> it's, in a bowl. It's COVID. <laughs> but at least it's heated oh, up like- so it kills it. Right. I'm sorry. I said, I said because they. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you pour bleach in the in the in the burgoo, <laughs> oh, <good laughs> take grief. care of all. Good grief. Um, so, Dennis, what we we did tell the story of uh, of "Wanna Be" by the Spice Girls, and all four of us uh, singing it on the way back from uh, Chicago after we were disappointed for uh, not getting the Bulls tickets. But was there anything else you wanted to add to it since you kind of got knocked out because of your computer? Uh, no. The only thing I wanted to say was I. The only thing I would have said if, if you guys hadn't said it was that it was thrown in there to bring a little bit of levity to a, a dark playlist. That's it. Yeah. And because we were sad because we didn't get Bulls tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So the next song is yours, Richie. Ah, okay. So, yeah, after that uh, that dark song, we'll, we'll come back with something a lot lighter. Um, this one's uh, Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. Great so... It is a great song. Um, I was shocked that it really did not have a long run on the on the charts. It was it was basically in the top forty for like one week and out. Um, but in, in wow, this song is dark. The uh, lead singer might be a little messed up. If you would have told me this was the meaning of the song, and I'll let you get into it because it's yours, I would have never believed that it was about what it's actually about. Yeah, so so this song is is a the second part of a two part kind of story that the lead singer was trying to tell. The first one was a song called "I Burn," which is about a basically like a cult that goes off in the woods and uh, uh, sets themselves on fire, commits suicide. This song is one of the members of said cult didn't actually ascend or descend to a, a different plane. He uh, is still haunting the woods of Possum Kingdom, which is a lake in Texas, and trying to entice other people to uh, set themselves on fire. So that's, uh, that's you know, walk beside me around the lake tonight. That, the whole gist of this song is, hey, why don't you come burn yourself? Um, I just, totally didn't think wow. that's what the song was about. I totally didn't. I, I, I didn't give I, a shit I, what the song was about. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things. I, I, I definitely could feel like a, a stalker or almost like a rapey vibe to the song. Yes. Did not expect That's what this. I thought the song was about. Yes. It, uh, yeah, the, the the side to walk with me around the lake tonight by my side. like, uh, it, But it makes so much sense, too, to have the, the cultish feeling to it. Uh, the right. Charlie Manson sort of uh, 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 vibe to it. Uh but yeah, no, it's, but it's a great song. The and, and I really we we talked earlier. I I actually found this song. So it came out in '94, but I found it on the ESPN uh, X Games soundtrack in '96, which is just an incredible murderer's row of songs. Yeah, listen to this track list. Oh, I was getting ready to I do got that it. too. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, do you've got it? I've got it in front of me. Go go for it. Higher Ground by the Chili Peppers, Gravity Kills Guilty. Holy shit, that's such a great song. Jesus Built My Hot Rod by Ministry. Jerry Was a Race Car Driver. What's funny uh, about that is, uh, uh, you know, Spotify will add songs to the end of the playlist. Yes. And one known as Big Brown Beaver was the first song that they played uh, after uh, the, the, the next song. 
Possum Kingdom are going to go my way by Lenny Kravitz, uh, the Sepultura one. I don't remember. You got to fight for your right to party. My My by Seven Mary Three. We'll talk yep. about that song later. Uh, Ooh, Paranoid by Megadeth. Paranoid Megadeth. That's that the Black Sabbath stuff cover. Only One by the Goo Goo Dolls. Tainted Love by Shades Apart. Shamrocks and Shenanigans by House of Pain. Which Go. which is might might be my favorite House of Pain song, quite frankly. Like <laughs> Jump Around's great. I like Shamrocks and Shenanigans. I don't know the Sex Bot song, but Epic by Fake No More is yep. a bad ass song. Oh yeah. Yeah, with the yep. fish flopping around and yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other great song by uh, on this album, Rubberneck, is uh, uh it it comes from the water. I come from the water. Yep. Uh, and and when when you said when you sent the note uh Richie about that, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, that's got to be the second one, you know, because the Possum Kingdom brought the lake tonight, and it wasn't. I was like, oh shit, it's that other one. So, uh, I will, I will say, I, I really like that this song got a whole second life. On uh, it was on the Xbox version of Guitar Hero Two. It was, and it was one of the opening songs that you had access to. So, like a whole new realm of kids and stuff got exposed to this song. Um, about now, a, a cult. Yeah you know, violently dying and yes. trying to drag somebody else into it. <laughs> God bless the kids. Yes. They, they really need that kind of influence in their life. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. It's a great fucking song, regardless of the subject matter. Yeah. You know, it's no wannabe, but it's, uh, I, I, you know, I'll tell you what I want. What, what, what do you want? What I really, really want, uh, Richie and Sean is just, Enjoy music. Let it be. Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. Hmm. There's really nothing to say about that. Yeah, go to, go to the next song. All right, next, <laughs> next song is the last song, and it's my... Uh, my uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my uh my sammy pick for the uh the week and it doesn't really fit into the theme of things as much as uh as much as the others but it's a song off of his 2002 album called not for sale and the song is called things have changed and i knew neither one of you would uh know this song um because it's on a a little a little or known album of his right before he went back into van halen for for a little while um but uh this song has always actually been one of my more favorite sammy hagar songs and it's basically what you would think it is it's about how the the main chorus line talks about you know as much as i'd like for things to stay the same things have changed and it's and it's to the uh groove uh sort of of uh, night moves by bob seeger you were talking about this dennis and when you saw him in concert perform this song the few times that he performed it in the middle of it he actually jammed out night moves and then came back to this song before it was all over i saw that cool no you didn't but i was just telling you you mentioned night moves last night when you were talking about this with me on the phone but he actually did he actually did that in concert to where he would play night moves along with this song in concert and he, and he's mentioned that there was a nod to that but uh, mm-hmm. uh the, the one thing that i thought was cool that i don't think that you realized when we talked last night was this is a song about his wife well not completely true the video is about his wife but he didn't write the song jesse harms who was in the Wabaritas actually his keyboard player actually wrote this song and then he took it and kind of changed it a little bit and then made it about his wife. So yes, yeah, and just, yes and no. So, so that so Je- Jesse wrote a song about Sammy's wife. Oh yeah. my. Oh, controversy. No, no. We'll, we'll ask Sammy about that. Uh, yeah. I feel like he, he needs to come on and uh, clear this one up. Yeah. Sammy. Come on. Hashtag Tommy Tim. What's your, what's your hashtag for it, Richie? 
Oh, mine. Mine's hashtag uh, Sammy and D Moss T uh, duet. There you go. Moss T. So, yeah. Moss <laughs> T. And as we talked about, as we talked about last week, um, there is no doubt in my mind that if that were to happen and we said, Sammy, would you sing a duet of Moss Tequila with Dennis? Dennis would do it in a heartbeat and would never talk about the fact that he does not like that song. Oh, Sean, I'll go one higher. If Sammy comes on, Dennis will say how great that song is and how much he loves it. Yeah. I guarantee <laughs> it. He, by, by the end of the uh, end of Sammy's time, he'll be like, yeah, I get it. You know, you, you, you needed a uh, theme song for your, uh, your, your tequila brand makes perfect sense. So when I was looking at, at speaking of Sammy Hagar and shitty songs, uh, I was looking up and I forgot about three lock box. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible fucking song. It is a bad song. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, this song actually is really good though. Yes. And, and, and I, and I, and we talked about this last night too. Uh, like I watched the video and the video is basically dedicated to his wife mm-hmm. who is beautiful. Uh, and, and, and then I, it, one of the, the first YouTube rabbit hole videos, you know, that pops up on the side was uh, a VH1. So I married a rock star and it was, you know, Sammy Hagar talking about his wife, Carrie or Kyrie or what, however you pronounce it. And uh, it was actually really interesting, you know, and, and they played a lot of the things of James video through it. So, Oh, cool. I think I've seen what, that, what but year? it's been a super long time ago. I think what would that probably come out in two thousand three or something like that. Okay, I know, I, think I, I know, 05. I've watched it, but it's been a long time ago. Yeah, I think it was 05. You know how BH one is. Yeah. 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 Evergreen. Yeah. Something like what, that. What year did we see them, Sean, down in St. Louis? Uh, two thousand one. One. Okay, yes. so was that the Cardinals game and then the Sam and Hagar concert? Yes, it was when it started pouring down rain and thundering and lightning, and yes, we got soaked leaving. Yes. Very, very frightening. Galileo. Thunderbolts <laughs> <laughs> lightning. <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> on that He's note, lost all control on, and he hates it. On that note. Actually, I'm I'm fine. This has been this has actually been fun. So yeah. Um so next week we're gonna do something a little different if uh, you want to explain our format that we're going to do. So so you've got prior commitments uh and 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 I'm sitting here quarantining. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the playlist. I'm going to send it to you tonight, Sean. This is, you know, we've okay. talked about songs you've never heard before, or maybe you've never heard before. So I'm going to send it to you tonight. So yep, you have a, a time to uh, digest it. And uh, I'm really kind of excited about it, actually. Like, I, uh, I do have a Sammy song. Interesting. We'll see if you can actually stump me on it because uh, I'm I'm going to be curious to see if I've actually never. I don't think I'll stump you on it, but but the reason I bring it up uh, musically, uh, it's it's interesting. So, I got a song to play us out. You want to hear it? <laughs> Richie, thank you so much. Uh, hey, that- Thanks for having me, guys. This was a blast. Oh no, you, you'll be back. We've got a couple. We've got several ideas for you, for you to come back, including the Beatles episode, Mom, uh, where I will swear and talk about Beatles songs and and other things. So, all right, I think that does it for the week. We'll be back next week here on Sean and Dee's Good Tape. Oh, that's a different version. Yeah. yeah. It's not the punk version this time. It's the acoustic version with a ukulele. 
I was gonna say, is it is it the girl that was on uh, Scrubs that played the ukulele? No, it's just a no, random, random, random no, person on YouTube. Oh, that's so funny you bring that up. She's actually a comedian in a band called Garfunkel and Oates. Seriously? Yes. Kate Mc, and, and you know we're listening to the Scrubs podcast or whatever. Yeah. She was the uh, uh, the one uh. who. Yeah, she it's Kate McCutie. Uh She's in a band called Garfunkel and Oates. That's a comic band. It's that's it, awesome. Yeah, and she's adorable too. Oh yeah. Speaking yeah. of Scrubs, by the way, how sad is it that the guy who played Ted died not too long ago? Oh my God! And then and then watching that that finale and listening to the podcast, you know, where he was doing the, the underdog theme or, or the, the TV show theme. Oh right. Yeah. Right. This is kind have you of been fun. listening to that show, Richie? I have not yet. I, I'm saving it. It's kind of like what uh, what inspired us to actually do this because it's such a cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's a cool vibe, no doubt about it. Zach Braff and Donald, is it is it Faison? It's Faison, Faison. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun. I'm actually listening to the last episode of the first season right now. I just finished that today, and I have just right before we started this, I started the first episode of the second season. I guess I'd I guess I'd actually sign us off. I've still been recording all this, so anyway, I was, I was just letting the song play out. So. <laughs> Let me shut the recording it's, off. It's for the outtakes album. Yeah, exactly. We'll be back next week on Sean and D's Good Tape. <laughs> Are you gonna leave that all in? Oh yeah, absolutely. Why not? I'm gonna let the no, song probably play. all this too. I'm gonna set, let the yeah. song play out.